Hey, everybody, welcome to another Code Pen Radio, number 340. Uh, I have a special guest again, a special guest from the community, the wider world of developers and artists, really. I'd call George <laughs> an artist first. I have uh, George Francis here with me. How you doing, George? Hey, yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. You call yourself a developer, writer, and generative artist. I think of you as one of those devs that's just firing on all cylinders right now. Really, uh, everywhere you look, you find George. You are George Does Code on Twitter and CodePen and Instagram and everything. Got the got the same handle thing going on. Yep. Well done. You might handle it. Yeah. <laughs> no one else had it. Who did <laughs> yeah, nailed it. George does code. That's you. And 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 if you if you haven't seen George, I'd be surprised because you've been everywhere lately. Uh, really hitting this like kind of SVG, but not just SVG. You know, Houdini and and all things generative and and having like a, you know a heaping spoonful of taste while you do it. You know, like anybody can make random things on a screen, but can you make them look beautiful too? That's kind of been what you've been, at least from my perspective, into lately. So can we, if, do, you, do you mind getting into to some of that stuff? Yeah, as in uh, like kind of what kind of thing I've been working on lately or? Yeah, sure. Or just generative code in general. Is that word fair? Do you, it seems like you use it a lot. Do you, or do you like the word generative? I do. I do. I do like the word generative. Yeah, I think a lot of what I do falls under that uh, umbrella of kind of generative art and design. Um, and I mean, all generative <clears throat> really means is that it's any kind of design or artwork that is created with an extra little sprinkling of uh, like autonomy on top. So like um, that could be using math.random or something in the browser to uh, decide whether to render like a square or a, a circle in like an SVG or a design or something like that. Um, yeah. Or it could be a, a dice in real life or, you know, whatever really. It's just introducing this little bit of unpredictiveness unpredictability to, to your work which is, is really fun sure i mean i don't know if randomness is the right word but you, like in javascript it is i guess because you like you said use or one of the things you could use is math.random but you as the artist don't are almost interested i mean it's not that you're not interested in where that randomness comes from but you could like make an api call for the weather and base your generative stuff off of that right yeah 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 i mean you can do all kinds of you, all kinds of interesting sources for randomness. I mean, and, and then you've got like uh, like pseudo random numbers and, and kind of noise and things like that that we use a lot in, in generative art. So kind of like random numbers that are natural and similar to their little random number friends that they exist next to. And uh, they, oh, there's all kinds of all kind of interesting things. But it, it's also perhaps part of your job then to s kind of squish down how random it is, right? Because if you just said, give me a random number between one and a million, and yeah. I'll plot it somewhere on the page, it's like too random, right? It's like it's maybe it'll render off the page. It's so random or yeah. it'll have this really aggressive randomness to it that maybe not going where you're after. And I've seen so much of your work that so you must have found some particular love for blobs at some point because <laughs> you've done a lot of blob work. That was your article on CSS Tricks as well was 
uh, yeah. generative blob stuff, which is so cool. It feels it feels in vogue, the blob thing. Who knows why these things just enter? <laughs> and probably you help fuel it because people see your stuff and then blobs get hot and then somebody else does blobs. But blobs, I mean, quite literally just amorphic, smooth shapes, you know, like yeah. an amoeba or something. And, and there's something attractive about them, especially when they move a little bit and especially when they feel like they were like generated just for you and it's hard to put your finger on isn't it but they really are attractive yeah and i think like um you touched on something quite interesting though when you said something that's generated like just for you like so often i've been thinking about this quite a lot recently it's like so often when you're on the web you see uh, a web page and kind of the design of that page and, and the elements that exist on it are pretty much always like exactly the same. Like you might have dynamic data or, you know, like new articles or whatever on a feed, but the, the kind of the design elements and the, that kind of structure of the page is often quite similar, but with generative uh, design and bringing like randomness onto the front end, you kind of, you can give everyone their own little unique experience when they hit a web page. They have their own version of it. It's, it's like if if like three people walk through a forest, you'd all see a beautiful forest, but you'd see like a different version of that forest, I suppose, um, which I think is really nice. Just makes things feel a bit more natural and just it's a little bit of joy uh, for people, I think. Yeah, th- there certainly is... Uh a lot of joy when it comes to this stuff. If you ask me, it's so beautiful because there's, there's other things you can do. It's the shape and the position of the blah, but also the colors and yeah. just some characteristics of like how many points made up that original blob and things like that. And you have a knack for teaching it and showing it off in context with design sometimes. And then as well as pairing it back and just showing like, well, I know you're interested in the blob. So here's the blob, you know, <laughs> uh, often SVG based, right uh, it's not your only tool we can get to some of those other tools but but how, like what is the some of the technology like if somebody was like okay you've said the word random blob enough like how, how is it done you know sure yeah so a lot of um a lot of my stuff uh, i will use svg for and then a lot of the time within that it's kind of it's curves it's bezier curves paths and shapes and things like that um I, I really like SVG as a medium for uh, generative design and art because, well, it's, it's you know, responsive by nature, which is great. So it makes adding it to, like, a web page super easy in comparison to maybe something like Canvas, which is n- not quite as fluid and, and flexible. But also it's really nice because you can, um, you can look at it. You can open it up in the dev tools and be like, oh, I've broken it and this is how I've broken it. There's a circle <laughs> way over that part of the, of the view box or whatever. And I got to kind of like bring it back in or whatever. Um, whereas with things like canvas or uh, dare I say like shaders or something like that, it's much more difficult to see what's going on. So I, right. I love it for like The DOM it. brings some, some level of observability to that. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Observability. Just it's, it's great for teaching and it's great for my own kind of, uh, uh, debugging process as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm attracted yeah. to it for the same reasons. I yeah enjoy SVG, but not as talented as it. I, I I you know I usually approach it from some you know generally really practical perspective, like oh it's great at drawing an icon or 
I don't know, it, it achieves some design thing that can't be done in CSS particularly easy, like drawing a line at an angle or something that CSS kind of sucks at. The SVG is is rather trivial at. But so then I dig into SVG syntax. There's path. Path is like SVG's secret weapon, isn't it? It can draw <laughs> anything. And I, yeah. I, I believe that it's the one true syntax as well, that I think under the hood of SVG, some of the other APIs for drawing things ultimately then express themselves as paths, although I don't think you'll see that in the DOM. I did not know that. Uh, I don't, and don't quote me on that. But I think you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna come up with a drawing API, like why would you do five when you can do one and have syntactic sugar over the one true syntax? But anyway, so there's there's like I forget them all, but there's like you know M, which is like pick up the metaphorical pen and SVG and move it to this syntax, and then there's like. I don't even know L or something, which is like draw a line then from where yeah. the pen currently is to there. And L's fine, right? Draws a straight line. There's certainly maybe next maybe next year stars will be in fashion and everybody will be drawing stars. But if you want to draw a curve, I feel like it takes a step up the ladder of complexity. And there's all these different commands then that will go from one point to another but with a curve to it. And there's not just one. There's a whole bunch of them because, of course, geometric math is involved. Mm. And then once you've drawn the shape, it's not like you can just pick up the point and move it. Or can you? Like, that's what I'm confused about. Like, how do you randomize a blob? It seems like it seems like there's a world of math that I don't understand. Yeah. So actually, I when I'm working with paths or, or like Bezier curves uh, and curves in particular, I, I, <clears throat> I often use this thing called a, a spline. Which is has a great name for a start, and is is also <laughs> really really useful. And it's just um, it's kind of like a function that takes a bunch of points, uh, kind of just arbitrary points in a space, and it just draws you a really nice natural curve through all of those points, and it can give you a a closed shape back as well. And it takes a lot of that maths kind of headache away from um, trying nice. to. Calculate smooth paths and, uh, and things. And that's how I do a lot of blobs. I'll say, oh, here, hey, here's like eight points and um, just draw me a curve through all of these points. And then maybe sometimes just so you move You kind of can just move some points around in space exactly. and the spline will will do the math of it. Now yeah. I do see that referenced in some of your pens here and the <laughs> where you pull it from is basically NPM, but it's your it's your library. Yeah, it's a uh, it's <laughs> library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you didn't just like npm install some other person you know like this is no. your own yeah that's great yeah i kind of maintain a little um bucket of uh utility functions and stuff that makes uh generative art and creative coding a little bit easier and yeah. a little bit more terse um Sorry. yeah This episode of Code Pen Radio is brought to you in part by Netlify. You know, one of the like slogany things they have used in the past is "static without limits." I've always liked that because it's just it's so it's meaningful to me because it's static hosting at its core. It's at the edge, CDN backed, like amazing static hosting. But Netlify's never been like really hard on the we're a static file host because i think that says too much or it like limits your thinking so when they say static without limits it means like sure it's that but you can build anything from that it's just a foundation to work from a really strong foundation that leads its stuff to like leads itself to atomic deploys and deploy previews and you know pushing from git to get those deploy previews and re really wonderful stuff but it's not limited to that for example they'll be host your 
serverless functions at like cloud scale. At like you can hammer these things. These are these are ready to rock. Cloud functions in the best DX ever. You know, just like put this JavaScript file in a functions folder, gives you a relative URL locally, so no cores issues to hit, and it you know deploys as an AWS Lambda that can be. Fast running or long running or whatever you want it to. That's and and then that connects to a database, gets some data, powers your React site or whatever it is. Amazing, you know. They'll process your forms for you. You can manage your team on Netlify. You can deal with who's deploying to what and like do like deployment jump aheads and stuff. There's analytics in Netlify. It's really a complete platform for web hosting. It just so happens that the core of it, which excites me, is this like edge based.、Um, Static hosting, but it's you know it's without limits. Do anything from there. It's really what Jamstack means to me. Thanks for the support, Nullify. So then you got these blobs, and some of your some of the the way that you make them click. This is interesting to me at CodePen because it's interesting to see what gets like mega popular on CodePen, and it's it's generally some kind of combination of. I feel like people can see themselves in a pen, or see their own work, or it inspires some, you know, lust for lack of a better word. Like、oh, I wish I worked on something where where I could use this because it's so beautiful. So perhaps、uh, some beautiful blobs will do well, but it will never do as well as some beautiful blobs with some like practical UI sitting on top of it. Perhaps that's a little code pen secret: is that you know, if there's always like an element of like, oh, it's a modal. You know, oh, I, I could do that, or if it's a you know newspaper design or something, but still、yeah. has some generative UI going on, and you you do stuff like that sometimes. But like perhaps it's not just a blob sitting there, but the blob has been blurred so far that it, in a way it doesn't distract from the text on the on the screen. It's more just it just lays in the background. Yeah, I really like that. It's stuff that is just kind of there, adding like a little bit of something to like a UI or an interface or design or whatever. But it's not. It doesn't always like have to be the main event. You can still work with like typography and spacing and everything in the same way, and just have little random touches hanging out there on the edges or wherever, which is is nice. It's fun and it and it um. It helps you get over that thing of like, is this done? <laughs> I find because it's tell me about that. Well, I don't know about you or、uh, anyone else, but I, I like I can't finish <laughs> things a lot of the time unless I、um, make a bit of it random because I'll just spend forever tweaking like where like the the shapes are or or like the colors of something. But I feel like sometimes when you when you let some of that be random, you kind of like. You just set it free, and then it's much easier to say, "Oh, I'm finished with this kind of、uh, now." The really great、nice. part, of that. yeah. That plays into a. I was taking some, attempting to take a screenshot of some random things the other day, and you like run it once, and you're like, "Okay, is that the screenshot?" And you're like, "No, no, no, I don't." That one doesn't. It doesn't express the randomness quite how I want to express it. And then you refresh it, and you're like, "No, no, refresh." <laughs> you're like, mm -mm, mm -mm. "Too much clumpage in this one." Refresh, you know. And like twenty refreshes later, you're like, "Okay, Chris, I'm gonna take the screenshot now."、Uh, that's funny, but I wonder if that's related. That kind of like it's not done. It's just,、uh, yeah, it's just it's just a really it's very freeing. So any perfectionists out there, just start making things a little bit random, but not too random all the time. You know, like you don't want to 
they make right. all your link, link colors random and you know, all of that. Yeah. Really subtle randomness seems like, uh, you know, between, you know, these three highly related colors and within this very limited area of the page and stuff goes a long way, you know, especially if there's movement involved. That It does bring me to you know, something else that, that kind of the finishness of design and the UI stuff that SVG is um, certainly not your only tool. You've been doing uh, a bunch of Houdini stuff lately, Houdini being the CSS, I, I don't know, package or something This more of an overall concept that's broken into all these little bits. One of them that has shipped, I, I think it's in Chrome. I, I forget, uh, you know, the, it's complicated what bits of Houdini is supported and what. But one of them is called Paint, and it gives you this it's literally a function called Paint with parentheses in it that you can use in place of, I believe, like anywhere you would use an image. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. And then, and then, but it does literally nothing until <laughs> in JavaScript, you have to register the name of these, these functions. And then once you have, it will execute JavaScript code kind of like off thread feels like a web worker to me. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But then, then you're in canvas town. So can in canvas being, of course, as you said, a very, very different world than SVG is, but gives you, I mean, are you attracted to it because of the canvas or I mean, I don't know. So why play with that when you've been so invested in SVG as well? Well, there's a few things. One of the, one of them is that you can add, you can add loads of stuff to a canvas, and it it doesn't care. Like <clears throat> um, if you want to add like loads, thousands and thousands of circles to uh, an SVG, eventually it'll start getting a bit sad and a bit tired because there's so much in the DOM that it has to like interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas like a canvas, you can just you know, you throw kind of any, almost any amount of stuff on there and it doesn't mind. So for texture, for doing things that has like a lot of elements with like texture and stuff, I really love it for that. But also just um, the fact that the Paint API integrates so well with like custom properties um, and things like that, because it's, you know, it's just CSS. It can access custom properties from your code. You can end up sort of uh, creating these design systems that have like, little generative uh, elements or random elements that are created using paint worklets and it all just slots together in a really like fast, efficient way and it lives in one world and it just feels really nice, I think. So that's why I've been turning my attention to it quite a lot. Um, and there's also this thing of like, everyone can create their own worklets as we call them, like paint worklets and just throw them up on a CDN and then anyone can import that into their CSS and use it. And it feels like a really nice, like, I don't know, I always envision like everyone like sending little packages of um, like you know, like letters of, of design code up into the ether and then you pull it down and everyone is kind of experimenting with each other's stuff. And I think there's something about that which we haven't really had before. And it's hard to quite put a finger on what that is, but I think there's something really exciting about that. Right, and especially in combined with an API, like you said, and elements of generativeness. Yeah. Sometimes I look at some of the stuff people do with it and you're like, that's really cool, but also like it's not how we would have done it in the past is like, I don't know, a PNG background, yeah. you know? So, yeah. you know, cool. But now that I can change the colors and it adapts to the size of the space that it's in and I control it with custom properties, it's cool. And that, like you said, you publish it on these little CDs and the things, they're always so tiny. I mean, I'm sure mm -hmm. there's some big ones out there, but they tend to be like a couple of K yeah. at most, you know? Yeah. Which feels like you're not breaking any performance rules then. Yeah. And they render uh, the first like paint 
cycle. They don't have to wait for, you know, everything to, to paint and then JavaScript to execute and then say, oh, hey, I've got to go back and kind of like update now. So it's, it's more, you know, it's more efficient from like a, a painting layout point of view, which is nice or just painting point of view. I'm not sure. I get really confused with all of that stuff, but it's, it's, it's better. <laughs> it's in the good category. I don't know. Yeah. It, does, it feels like Houdini finally has kind of paid off in a way. I remember the early days talking about field felt very, like what is this is this is this going to matter and and now it's it's finally starting to be like oh yeah this is actually cool let's have the yeah. rest of the apis please yeah i, I think it's really it's it's really cool i, I think it's re- really really exciting um yeah i think in the yeah. early days it was talked about more as a this will be where we prototype you know possible new features of css so it's really more about the standards process and not so much about authors and i think the story has changed be like no it's it's about the authors too like this is cool yeah. uh, one of the i think sites that really knocks it out of the park is that houdini.how oh yeah that's great h o w kind of t l d there i'll put it in the show notes but definitely check it out and you have some things on there but I'll, there's a lot of names on this list of there people are. that have contributed little little these paint worklets as you called them or are they generally called and they're mm. just cool yeah you know and, and and then there's a demo and it's just like you really can just use this i i saw your paint fleck one on there which i think might be my favorite on the on the whole list because it really truly looks like you walked into a <laughs> Uh, you know, somebody's living, painting their living room and threw those canvas things on the floor and there's all kinds of colors of them. And then your taste in the API is really strong, you know, like the density of the paint flex and all the different color possibilities. So I immediately grabbed that. So people, (laughs) it's pretty subtle, but on on CSS tricks, if you're in Chrome, because I think Chrome might be the the only major browser supporting the paint worklets, the the header and the footer are literally using George's paint flex. But in a pretty chill. It's not as fun as the examples you might see on Houdini. It, it makes me very happy every time I see those on there. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Houdini in the wild. It's good. It's, it it's really cool. is. It opens up some really fun doors and is 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 you know as cool of work as you've done and how easy it is to use in these websites like Houdini. How still, I would put in the highly underused category on the web you know yeah there's just i mean i guess it's just so new and there's not that much about them around but uh, right. i think uh, as you know as we go we're going to see more and more and more of them they're just they're just really cool they just make the web less like you know square <laughs> i mean it's 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 mm-hmm. cool i mean quite literally sometimes like you could do all kinds of um I was playing around with like a hand-drawn shapes thing earlier that'll let you do like a, you know, like a square or a circle or whatever, but they all look a little bit imperfect and stuff, which is Oh, nice. nice. But you had to do that in Canvas, right? Which I probably, I always think of, I'm like, oh yeah, just blast a SVG turbulence filter on it then, but no <laughs> such luck in, in Canvas. Yeah, no, it's, I haven't been, yeah, haven't been able to use anything like that for it, but it's, it's still really good and it's nice and fast and things like that, which is cool. Yeah, it really is. So, so you've been into that and producing a lot of stuff. You have, of course, have a CodePen account. So there's lots of, you know, you're posting it to Twitter and you, there's a lot of the code on CodePen and you have it on Instagram as well. So that's what I kind of meant in the beginning of the show. And I mean, firing on all cylinders, you're really like invested in this in a, you know, came on hot and fast onto the scene for now your name is synonymous, I think, with with generative kind of beautiful code examples like this. Has that been working out for you? Do you have like a 
a goal in mind? Are you like giving workshops? Are you? Yeah. I mean, I love, I just love this thing of like teaching stuff. I think it's, and I, I always think when I show someone else something, what they end up making with it is usually more interesting than what I kind of thought of using it for in the first place, which is obviously really nice. And uh, it's just, like I love generative art. It's how I learned to code. It's you know why I code, and and like the 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 fact that that it, it seeing it start to slightly permeate kind of real life a little bit more is really cool. And I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to do with it. It's just kind of raise awareness of there. Yeah, this is a cool thing that we can use, and hopefully get people involved in it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's happening. You have uh, your own blog as well. That's georgefrancis.dev. There's a blog there with all kinds of good posts on it. There's a great one called a generative SVG starter kit, which is if you're into SVG and interested in, I don't know, how can I start to make these things move and add some generative concepts to it is, is, is great for that. It starts out very simply, very easy to follow and ends with you know, a fork, essentially, like you could use this, or you could use this library, or here's another way to do it. And this is how you could add controls and, and things like that. I, I really like that. I love controls. I mean, again, just as a person who looks at a lot of pens on CodePen as my vocation, um, when you see a pen that has a control panel of some kind, it's, yeah. you know, one of them is called dat dot gui which is this ancient just an ancient control panel thing but you know you'll recognize it as soon as you see it i bet everybody's seen it before it's fun and i think has a some nice synchronicity to generative stuff because you can those same things that end up as houdini you know custom properties you can wire up a little control panel to control them as well so it's nice you know i'm a code guy so of course i'd like to play it in code too but Mm. when you offer it to somebody and all they got to do is use a color picker yeah. Oh, well, that's awfully nice. And there's a new one called Knobs. That's kind of like Knobs. a modern version of Dat GUI, which I'll put in the link in the show notes that I think. That sounds pretty cool. I have to check that out. I always forget to do that. I'll show it to you. It's it's pretty cool. It's been uh it's been it's been being worked on, I think. It's got a nice API that's like here's the name, you know, it's just really simple. Like, where do you want the custom property put? What's the mm-hmm. name of it? What kind of thing do you want? Do you want a slider? You want a drop down or whatever? And that's it. So the API is really small. And then all it does is push that custom property into the DOM for you, which means in Houdini, it'll just get picked up on right away or any other code that you write based on custom Ooh, properties. That is cool. It's nice to be able to like tweak things. You know, sometimes to get something to look good, I always say like, you just got to get like two inches from your screen and like change <laughs> yeah man (laughs) and if you've like designed the thing that's based on like why hard code anything when you're in these generative (laughs) thing it's it's kind of like it's so much more fun to to have to have control all righty and so uh one random question here throw a curveball at you the um the feels like the digital art world has been a little obsessed with the uh the nft thing like oh i'm gonna make this beautiful gif or whatever and a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon because there's perhaps money to be made in it and you know a way for digital artists to make money that have they have traditionally really struggled with i think yeah. Where, where's your interest level lie on that my interest i think that there's I've, i mean i've seen some really like seriously beautiful generative art coming out of the nft world or the um i to be honest i'm i I don't know that much about it. I kind of, kind of just peer in every now and then over the wall of uh, uh, 
stuff and have a little look, but I've seen some, um, like, uh, some really stunning work coming out of it. Um, and it's also been encouraging, uh, a lot of people to get into like P5, um, which is, uh, where a lot of people start, seems to start doing generative stuff in Canvas and it's like a Canvas-based JavaScript library. It's, I started in P5 many years ago and it's still like a really fantastic uh, library and it seems to have been cultivated. Coding like, train. <laughs> yeah, coding train. Yeah, right. Dan Schiffman and uh, everything like <clears throat> all of that world. Uh, and it seems to have really ignited like a lot of interest in, in that, which I think is great. I think there's other <laughs> there's other sides of it, um, which I'm not so sure about. And I, I try not to comment on it too much because I'm just not that my head's not that in it. But I haven't I haven't dipped my toe in myself yet. So, right. Yeah. I'd be yeah, me either. I don't know anything about it. But of course it's <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Not because I'm trying to like prospect or anything, but I just am gener- generally interested in technology and feel like one of these days maybe I'll attempt to mint one or something. Although I I just heard an offhand comment the other day that said somebody said something like the DOM isn't NFTable yet or something like that. And I was like, oh. what does that mean? Does that mean kind of like CSS artists are out? But can't you just like maybe take a screenshot quick and then NFT that and call it a I day? Also, I went on a real deep dive the other day because I didn't understand what fungible meant. I think it's still oh, I don't think do. No, I have no idea. <laughs> so, it's something that can't be replaced, I think. So I don't know how that like re- goes back to the DOM. But uh, yeah, I'm think... sure it just is another way of saying blockchain, I guess. But not that I understand <laughs> that either. So. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. And and so you're doing all this and it feels like, you know, I talked to Cassie Evans the other day. She does so much, you know, interesting SVG stuff, beautiful, more focused on animation perhaps. And then, but then has a day job too. In fact, she found, she found day job work with, with Green Sock. So good for her. Yeah. You know, I like to found something to, <laughs> to, to, to tie it together. You um, have a day job as well. You're at prod pad looks like a yeah. Um, um, tell me about that. Are you able to, to exercise some of this creativity at work? It seems like a pretty playful homepage anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I have like a, a real job as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just make uh, blogs and googly-eyed things on the internet. Um, no, I do a lot of kind of design system work and a lot of work with you and kind of component library stuff there. And uh, just kind of, you know, regular front-end things. But we do a lot of... Uh, cool stuff of like web sockets and like real time data and stuff, nice. which is obviously really cool. It's good to be able to flex both uh, muscles as it were, you know, do like the creative stuff, but also kind of get down with some of the more classic kind of um, UI things. Right. Which is very nice. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for um, having a cool blog. Everybody should follow George at uh, georgefrancis.dev and that'll hop you over to social networks and stuff. Particularly enjoy the subtle, understated custom embed theme on your embeds. Those look good. (laughs) Very solid. Change that anytime. Code pen plug there. Uh, And is there anything else you want to tell people before we wrap up here? Well, I kind of feel like I, I should say I will be launching a shop soon (laughs) i will be selling uh real life physical um nice art prints of art so you can keep a lookout on my twitter or something if you're if you like my stuff because it might drop soon very shameless plug but uh, i would be remiss not at all that i can't wait i'm sure i'll be getting stuff for myself are we going are we talking like poster size here it's uh 
Yeah, they're mostly, um, you don't do, I realized this the other day, you don't do A sizes in, in over the, your side of the pond, do you? They're, um, like, well, I'm familiar with, like, that's the size of the piece of paper, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, um, they're like a, A4 mostly at the moment, but they're going to get bigger over time. They grow. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 my previous life was in the printing industry, so I have some, you know, some experience there. But I wouldn't say that if you grab somebody off the street and said, what size is A4, would they know... What yeah. you meant they would, they would on in your on your block. Uh, you know they would here. I I wasn't sure if they you had it over in the states. Someone told me yeah. about it, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, they would not. No. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to be a little little kind of small ish. Uh, you know, like thirty by yeah, yeah. something cubicle 70s. friendly. Yeah. yeah, like easily frameable. You don't have to shell out a whole bunch. Sure. Of like a big but frame. also meaning you buy ten. You know, also buy ten. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can buy loads. You, any amount, really. You can just buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, These, like the web are unlimited. All right. Well, thank you so much, George, for 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 coming on the show. Good luck with everything. I wish you the best. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Seven, six, zero, 